Recording from the Sunshine City, St. Petersburg, Florida, overlooking beautiful Tampa Bay, this is the Sonography Lounge, sponsored by Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute. This podcast is dedicated to medical professionals and patients around the world interested in diagnostic and interventional ultrasound. Our podcast will discuss everything ultrasound, from news, trends, career paths, new technology, and industry updates. Hosted by Lori Green and Tricia Rio of Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute, they bring over four decades of experience in the ultrasound profession and are here to guide you through this journey. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to the Sonography Lounge, sponsored by Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute, where we discuss all things ultrasound. I'm Tricia Rio, and I will be co-hosting today's episode with Lori Green. Hey, everybody. Today, we are going to focus on a common complaint, low back pain. According to the CDC, 25% of U.S. adults report experiencing low back pain in the past three months, and 80% of Americans will experience low back pain at some point in their life. In 2017, low back pain was the leading cause of disability worldwide. Some people are more likely to have lower back pain than others. Risk factors include age, weight, lifestyle, occupation, and overall health. We are so excited today to have Dr. John Broussard here with us to discuss low back pain and his recommendations for preventing it and your best options for diagnosis and treatment. John is a fellowship trained and board certified in sports medicine, family medicine, and osteopathic manipulative medicine. He specializes in both regenerative sports medicine and osteopathic manipulative medicine. He is the co-founder of Alliance Regen and Rehab, located right here in sunny St. Pete, where he helps active adults and athletes quickly overcome injury and get back to the activities they love. So welcome. Thanks for having me. We are so happy to have you here. Yes, absolutely. All right, so let's kick it off, John. Let's talk about, um, you know, Americans are spending more than $50 billion annually treating low back pain. In fact, 2.6 million ER visits annually in the U.S. are due to low back pain, and there are high rates of opioid prescriptions issued for this pain. What can you tell us about the patients you see with low back pain and their experiencing, uh, or I'm sorry, their experience managing and or treating it prior to coming to see you? Yes, yeah, so um, those are staggering numbers, $50 billion a year. Yeah. Um, 80% will experience low back pain in their life. So most of the people who have low back pain that we see, uh, 9 out of 10 don't even know why it's there. Um, from 1994 to 2005, MRI scans shot up drastically for the lumbar region, uh, over 300%. And wow. of those MRIs, fewer than 1% of the imaging uh, showed no identifiable cause. So wow. got all this pain, all this money, all these tests, no known cause. They actually looked at uh, healthy adults, looked at their MRIs. They had similar MRI findings as those with pain. So there's no correlation between MRI findings and what the patient's uh, experiencing as far as pain. Yeah. Lori, uh, didn't you say you had an MRI and an X-ray for your low back pain? And yeah. they said, nope, normal. Yeah, nothing. Normal, you know, but you still had pain. I still had pain. Significant pain. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it can't be debilitating, you know. So when people come to us, they've usually they've tried everything is what they say. Uh, there's unnecessary medications, muscle relaxers, which don't work, make you tired, drowsy. Don't actually relax the muscle. They relax your brain, make you tired. Uh, anti-inflammatory drugs, which have a whole host of problems. Uh, opiates, we already know the opiate epidemic here in the country, Uh, unnecessary steroids, uh, epidurals, RFAs, or burning the nerve, or even surgery. 
this low back pain and leads to inactivity because it hurts, uh, which also leads to weight gain, loss of community, anxiety, depression, fragility, diabetes, heart disease, all from low back pain. Oh my goodness. The studies show that the initial treatment costs are 50% lower when the primary care consult for lower back pain is followed by physical therapy, referral rather than an advanced imaging referral. So how do you integrate uh, PT and other treatments into your practice? Right. So since we know that MRI correlation is not, um, or MRI is not correlated to pain, we created a, a sports medicine center to be primary contact for pain. So as a primary care sports physician and uh, my brother Brian, who's my business partner as a manual uh, sports medicine physical therapist, we created this clinic. As a primary care sports medicine together with physical therapy, we create a synergistic approach to attack this, uh, this symptom. Uh, we know that those receiving OMT, or osteopathic manipulative therapy, and physical therapy are less likely to go on to need unnecessary medications or surgery. So we look at different things that are causing this uh, patient to have low back pain. Look at your flexibility, your mobility, or stability or instability. What are the hormonal and nutritional imbalances of the patient? Uh, is there low vitamin D or magnesium level that are causing low back pain? What about hormones such as thyroid or testosterone? All these have to be taken into account when dealing with pain. Wow. You know, I mean, I've been to a doctor before for low back pain and never have they said, well, let's look at your hormones. Let's look at you know, different levels of your blood work. I, I can assure you I would have never been given blood work to evaluate me for low back pain. So that's right. surprising yeah. to hear, but encouraging because at least there's people like you out there who are taking that into consideration and helping your patients with it. And that's why we started doing it because we, we knew that we weren't touching all of the, the, the cofactors with back pain or pain in general. We look at the imaging you know, to do physical therapy, we do the manipulation, we do regenerative treatments. There's still something not there. So that's why we started looking at these other variables. Gotcha. The, so many people, you know, live in, in uh, pain on a daily basis. And I, I as well, you know, have had a lot of issues with back pain. And like you, Trisha, I've never had a physician say that there's a different alternative. You know, it's basically do a physical exam, send you for an MRI, tell you to take uh, anti-inflammatories and, you know, maybe lose some weight. <laughs> maybe. But, uh, you know, strengthen your core. Those are all things that will help with, with your low back pain. But I've never had them go anywhere beyond that. You know, I, have, I, be, I remember even going to um, an orthopedic physician at one time, and we did steroid injections. There was a series of three of those, and, and then to, you know, did some physical therapy, but there never was any really other options given to you. And then I have friends and family members who have done the RFA and not had good results with that. So I think um, maybe patient education, but also, you know, education for the for the primary care physicians that maybe they're just not aware. Uh, I'm not sure what of, of uh, what options there are so they can refer their patients to someone like you that has, has extensive experience in and dealing with that kind of pain. Yeah. And when you talk physical therapy, you know, what would be the kind of things a patient could expect in their therapy session? You know, because they are in pain, so that might be, uh, they might be fearful to go that road. Right. So the, the thing with back pain and physical therapy is we want to get the patient moving. 
Um, yes, that can be a limitation to movement because you're in pain, and we know that, so we take things slow, which is helpful in our practice because we have myself, we can do um, things to get the patient out of pain, to help them with comfort as they get into and progress through PT, and we just take them uh, through that PT as to their comfort level. So we progress them, but also keep them comfortable. So speaking about relieving uh, pain so that you can get the patient moving, what about regenerative medicine as a treatment option for low back pain? Is that something that you you utilize in your practice? And if so, what kind of outcomes have you been seeing? Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, regenerative medicine, such as prolotherapy or PRP, has been used for a long time for low back pain, and we use it in our practice with great results. So uh, one of the things that some patients who have gone through physical therapy come to us They'll say, oh, well, I've done X, Y, and Z, physical therapy, this long course, they're no better. And then when we scan them and examine them properly, we see that there's ligamentous injury, ligamentous instability. So, of course, the muscles are not going to respond in a way that facilitates healing if that underlying problem is there. So we, uh, we go, that's our target, is the ligaments, the tendons, the joints, the fascia, these other pain generators that are causing um, the, the muscles to, to stay tight. They always need a massage well, because their ligaments are unstable. So now that we start repairing these ligaments and tendons using the ultrasound, um, now PT, when we put them through our program, we have a better foundation uh, for their PT to progress with so they actually get improvement. Um, and our system is continuous to produce exceptional outcomes, specifically for low back. So as a mom, when I was pregnant, I dealt with a lot of back pain during my pregnancy. Um, and, you know, I tried massage therapy. We tried chiropractic adjustments. My physician really just didn't have any answers for me. Is this something you see a lot of? And what do you do with this specific population of patients? Oh, that's a great question. So that is not an uncommon thing that we see. Um, unfortunately, low back pain in pregnancy is real. It's really common, and even pain postpartum. Some of that uh, pain sticks around for a while. We've seen it immediately. We've seen it for a few years afterwards. Uh, the unfortunate thing is, you're right, nobody knows what to do with these patients. Nobody really wants to touch a pregnant lady or anyone afterwards. Maybe a massage, maybe some chiropractic care like you have or like you tried, um, and the results just aren't there, or they're not long-lasting, maybe a day or two of relief, and then it comes back. So what we found is, um, well, most of the intervention that we do currently as physicians for pain medicine traditionally have been used uh, or based around what can we see and what can we bill. What can we see for intervention is usually uh, fluoroscopy. So we're using real-time x-ray to see things, joints, bones, those structures. That's where we directed most of our treatments. Uh, but now with the advantage with ultrasound, mm -hmm. we can see more than just the joints. We can see tendons, ligaments, fascia, muscles, as well as the joints. These are pain generators. So now we can put our treatment directed at the pain generator. We can see it real time. So in the pregnant population or postpartum, we can see these ligaments. Prolotherapy works wonders. We know there's ligaments and these fascial points that um, generate a lot of pain. We can see the injury. We can see the thickening and the instability in the ligaments. It leads to a lot of back pain, muscle spasm. So when we target these treatments, usually uh, a few treatments, maybe four, five, these patients are doing a lot better. 
even during pregnancy, it's a way to control their pain. We can combine this with some uh, therapy or with some massage, with some osteopathic uh, treatment modalities to get them through a more comfortable pregnancy without pain. And so when you're talking about treatments, you're talking about the prolotherapy. Can you just kind of break down what that is? Because I know, you know, as when I was pregnant, I would be a little afraid to try something, you know, medical if I right in that situation. So can you just break down what that is for a patient that's listening out there? Absolutely. So that's a valid concern and it should should be one. What are you putting into my body? Prolotherapy is very safe. All we use is dextrose. Uh, which has been used for IV use, even in pregnancy. Um, so they use that for hypoglycemia. So that is safe. We're not using large doses and we're not doing it intravenously. We're just putting it in soft tissue. Uh, lidocaine, 1% lidocaine, which is safe, uh, especially in small doses. And normal saline, which is IV fluid, also safe. So these aren't drugs that we're injecting. There's no steroids. Um, you're not going to reject these things. This is, prolotherapy has been used for decades, since 30s, and it's been proven uh, over and over again to be safe and effective, even in the pregnant population. Awesome. Well, thank you for explaining all that. I know that's going to be super helpful to some of our patients out there who are listening and are dealing with this while they're pregnant and you know potentially postpartum as well. So. Yeah, we love treating this population because this is an exciting time for their life, and if you're in pain, it's not that exciting. And if we can help, we love that. That's awesome. What a great option for patients who probably have exhausted several other options. Absolutely. So, yeah. So you talked about ultrasound a little bit. So obviously you use ultrasound for diagnostic purposes, but what is the benefit of using ultrasound guidance for those regenerative medicine spinal injections? So ultrasound is great. Uh, it's safe, it's fast, it's cost effective, and it's accessible. It's basically part of my physical exam. I don't do any physical exams in my office without ultrasound. I, I have to see what's going on inside to really get a full understanding of what's going on. Uh, some, most of the time we have a higher resolution than an MRI, so we can see structures that MRI will not show us. So we can see the SI ligaments and the, for example, supraspinous or interspinous ligaments, some of these are small ligaments that are in the spine that can be injured. And you're not looking at them on MRI, you can't really see them. Tiny muscles around the spine are not visible on MRI to the degree that they are on ultrasound. So once we diagnose these and find these, now we can really get some work done and start healing people. Uh, it's user-dependent, so I'm in control of what I want to see. So if I want to spend a little bit more time or look at things in a different way, I do that with my ultrasound, which you can't do with an MRI. If I want to change the exam in the middle of the exam or look at something else, I just go ahead and do that. I don't have to order another image and have the patient go back to look at something else. And it's dynamic. So the patient's right there as I'm performing the test. If I want to move a joint under my ultrasound transducer, I can see that joint move. I can see if there's fluid in there. I can see how unstable it is. I can look at intramuscular patterns, fascial patterns that show tears, that maybe this is their pain generator and we didn't see that on MRI or X-ray and we wouldn't have known it otherwise without the ultrasound. Ultrasound has improved my accuracy of my diagnoses and treatments. So if we are diagnosing or we are putting a needle into an area, we can do that with precision and safety with the ultrasound. So there's no other way to practice this level of care when treating musculoskeletal conditions than to incorporate the use of ultrasound for both diagnosis 
and treatments. And I think it's the future of medicine, especially sports medicine and musculoskeletal medicine. Yeah, we agree. That's that's why we we have our courses. That's why we teach it. That's awesome. And outcomes. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, it looks like we're about out of time. Thank you so much for joining us, John. Um, This was an awesome conversation. I think that patients, physicians alike can take something away from this conversation. So we really appreciate you being being here with us today and sharing your expertise on this topic. I I really enjoy it. I'm really passionate about it. Thank you. Thank you so much, John, for being with us today. We really enjoyed talking with you. So for anyone in the Tampa Bay area that's suffering from back pain or any other musculoskeletal injury, how would they get in touch with you? Yeah, so Alliance Region and Rehab is located downtown St. Pete across from the pier. Uh, We're inside the Plaza Tower, 111 2nd Avenue Northeast, Suite 1401, and that's in St. Petersburg, Florida, 33701. You can also visit us online, www.alliance.com thealliancerx.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Our phone number is 727-258-7224. Or you can send us an email at info at thealliancerx.com. Excellent. And for anyone out there, I can highly recommend as a patient of Dr. John's as well. Um, He will help you out and get you back on track. So be sure to reach out to him and um, get an appointment to get, get yourself healthy again. So thank you again for everyone joining us. Um, be sure to subscribe to the Sonography Lounge so you don't miss another episode. And happy scanning. Thanks for listening to the Sonography Lounge. Don't forget, if you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram at Sonography Lounge and Twitter at Sonography LNG. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, feel free to send an email to us at sonographylounge at gmail.com. Have a great week and scan, scan, scan.